Welcome back to episode six of Happily Mental. My name is Shayna. Thank you for joining me again this week. As some of you noticed, I didn't post last week, and that's because I was preparing for this week's episode, which is very special. I was able to have two guests on the podcast this week. Their names are Summer and Jackie. We've been friends for a very long time since high school. And we are talking about a topic that we usually only talk about with each other, uh, or I only usually talk about it with them when we get together, spirituality and what we think happens after we pass on, generally what we think about, you know, in the universe and world today. We talk about crystals and their healing powers, and we just sat around and talked about a lot of different things. So... If you are interested in hearing about what we have to say about that, then please just keep on listening and I'll get right into it. It's a very long episode, so I hope you really enjoy it. And as always, send me a message, let me know what you think, and thank you again so much for tuning in this week. That's funny that you're gravitating towards it. You probably need a message like from your, I don't know. Uh, It's called Angel uh, Angel Opaid or Angel Light or something like that. I have to Google it right now, but it has angel in it. And it's literally for... Um, communication with your like spirit guides or like your higher self or your spiritual team, what have you. Hmm. It's literally you hold it um, to sort of open up the connection with them more so than already. So when I went over to Jackie's, I tried to hand her a crystal and she was like, no, I don't want to touch it because you're not supposed to touch it. What's that about? Yes. So I I do agree with that to a certain extent. So I think that when we get the crystals, um, I think like anything in the world, I don't think any atom is out of place in this world. I think that we are supposed to get what comes to us and what is meant for us. With that being said, I do think that put in an environment like this where they're not being physically held, but you guys are still experiencing their healing energies Mm -hmm. just by being in their environment. Um, I don't carry the rose quartz because I don't. The blue, blue one, the blue one that you have. You have the blue one, yeah, right? I have the blue lace. Which one's that one? That's emotional healing, right? Oh, blue um, lace again. Yeah, I that's why I, I gave you blue lace again. It's too. so blue, Chena. Stress yeah. and anxiety. It's like the color that, you, like I said on live last night. Yeah. Like it's a color that she represents for me, like periwinkle blue. <laughs> yes. Like it's like yeah, her and like light pastel yellow. That's probably the color of like your aura too. Literally, I think of that. Can we talk about that? Because I like tried to look, and it was like I looked, and I thought it was really, really light blue or like white. Like, oh, like when you actually do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. You're able, I was able to see my. How do you do that? You okay, you have to get like to a. You have to go to a wall. A white wall. Like, it has to be lit up and whatever. But mm-hmm. you basically focus in between the webs of your hand. And you, oh. you stare at something for so long. Yeah. You almost, like, you're focusing on it so hard that it becomes blurry. Uh-huh. That's what you want. And then you literally just focus on the hmm. the gap just here. Just here you see it the most. Yeah. And then over time, you see it literally, like, glowing on the ends of your fingertips and stuff. And mine was a blue-purple. Swearing. I need to really be aware of this. I do swear. Oh, no, it's fine. I put a little warning that says, like, explicit. Oh, okay, good. Oh, yeah, because I, I was, know. like, for fuck's sakes, like, five Yeah, like, ago, I just said like it again. Also, you noticed? <laughs> I thought I would be sly and start recording without you noticing. I, I, I just, just noticed, noticed that. I, I just noticed, noticed when she said, can you cut this out? I was like, oh, oh light bulb. I noticed that two yeah. minutes and 30 seconds, and I was like, I heard that. Well, Summer was going to start talking about the angel stone, and I was like, click. I thought it was perfect, too. I was like, I wish we were recording right now. And then I I didn't look because I was I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And then she said, "Can you cut this out?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" Gotcha. Oh, four forty. Oh, hello. Um, do you want to talk about Jules and Kenzie? Sure. Yep. 
Did we just bring them in? Did you feel that? Mm-hmm. What yes. the fuck, Casey? You felt that too. That wasn't yeah, okay. I didn't feel anything. There <laughs> I feel like oh, every time I hear jewels, something comes like yeah. It, yeah, it's like okay, my whole left side of my body gets tingly. I just yeah, I just get a feeling that I'm not alone. My friend Summer and I have had unfortunately the same experience. Jules passed away in April. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about it in, what, like, August, September? Yeah. That's when we, well, that's when we started hanging out, like, yeah. I think it was because we got together for Jacqueline's birthday. Yeah. And then we, that's when we sort of initiated, like, us hanging out, and then that's what we sort of bonded over originally was that whole mutual experience. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, like, our personalities are very similar, mm-hmm. but this is something that we, like, share. Yeah, it's not very often that I come across someone that's literally come across the almost exact, exact same, same life experience yeah right what um is kind of like <laughs> i don't know if you experience this but like i talk about kenzie almost like he's still here because mm-hmm. he is still here and they are still here just in a different form yeah and i think energy if yes. you say that to some people they get very awkward or like weirded out by it yeah but what you have to understand is people cope with things differently mm-hmm. so even just in the general sense if i don't understand or i don't agree with something that you are doing or thinking you're allowed to cope that way and mm-hmm. no one can tell you any differently. Exactly. Everybody's brain is wired differently and to tell someone what you're doing is wrong or no, you need to do this because it worked for me, it may not work for them. Yes. Yeah. They could try that over and over and over again, but at the end of the day, they need to do what's best. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Healing is also, it's not the same for anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Sure. <laughs> Let's get into it. Spirituality. I genuinely think that spirituality is so misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. I think that spirituality is relative, just like reality is relative. I think that it's completely relative to the the self and whatever self that may be. And I think that however, whatever spirituality means to you is spirituality. Just like Shana was saying before we were just starting this off any sort of coping mechanism that you go through is your coping mechanism and you're entitled to that. And I think that spirituality is knowledge of the self Mm -hmm. as, as, as broad as I can keep it, it's knowledge of the self and in whatever, yeah. And in whatever way that you choose to seek that is spirituality. I truly think in a, in a healthy way. For me with spirituality, it gives me comfort of the afterlife. I was so scared and because of the unknown, anything that's unknown to me, I'm very, very scared of. Life goes on. We are an energy. We are so much more than like the capsule that we are. And like learning about your own belief of spirituality can bring so much harmony and peace to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so different for everybody else. Like you were saying. Yeah. It's such a personal approach is that death is such a part of life. It's literally in a cycle. You're comfortable life. with it. Yes. You're it's comfortable. We yeah. need to understand. It's not, it doesn't need to be a taboo. It's why, why? Yeah. Why try to avoid it? Why not be comfortable with it and to the point where you are literally fearless in this life? Nothing, to know that you are going to die any day is so empowering. Like I was talking about, it is what it is. To accept that, things that are out of your control, mm. at any point in time, we could all die. Like a meteor could hit the earth <laughs> and we could literally just be done. Yeah. And like, it's not up to us. No, like, it's not. No. Doesn't it make you think though that everything happens for a reason? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, more beneficial things. And yeah. that's what makes me realize like, they're in my life for a lesson. They're not yeah. here to stay. And yeah, and you know what's funny? Just is, this might be a little off topic, but when you say they're in my life for a reason and that it's not a good reason, I truly think 
that we have soulmates. And I think that our soulmates are not necessarily romantic soulmates. I think that they could be friendships or they could be like completely toxic relationships. Yeah. Literally there to teach us what we're know what we're supposed to know, what we're supposed to learn in this lifetime. You learn from yourself. Like absolutely. Literally. Absolutely. I think that yes. Yes. I think that that is a multiple thing. I don't think that is a singular thing. I think that there are multiple people that are meant to be in your life and that was predestined. And I think that it was like almost an agreement prior to this life between souls. Yeah, I've been learning about that recently. Yeah, like a soul contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that um, that every person in your life is there for a reason. Like I said before, and I will say it again and again: no atom in this universe is out of place. No. And I think that it's all we're all working in harmony. Consciously together. Yeah, and. It, while it and when people think of like harmony you think everyone's the same we're all one but it's like no we're all at different levels but we're all working in unison mm-hmm. and that's what harmony is you know yeah oh okay so i like heard something that music and tv shows don't exist in other realms or whatever obviously not making them but like can they hear music because i will literally pop off in the car and like be all goofy and dancing just in case Kenzie's watching to make him laugh. But I'm like, can he not even hear the music? I think they check? can because they mess with the radio. Like, they change songs. Mm. They, they use... I, I think, yeah. I think Jules communicates with me through music. 100%. Mm-hmm. Because that was our love language when we were dating. That was our love language throughout our whole relationship. Was we would send each other songs. We would listen to music together and just look at each other and fucking... Fucking fall in love and shit. All that <laughs> bullshit. And, mm-hmm. yeah. And he used to play me whatever little shitty chords he could play on his guitar from any little song. And every time I hear Wonderwall, man. Mm-hmm. I was at my job. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, just picture this, okay? This is a month after he passed. This is March. Or this is uh, May 7th. He mm-hmm. passed last year, April 7th. And I'm at, I finally got back to work. And I'm working. And this is, like, one of my first shifts back. And I'm in one of the patients' rooms. They have a radio, and it's the only radio on, like, so they're on Connell 9, and it's, like, the only radio for, like, the pat like, Connell uh, 8 and Connell 9 and Connell 10. It's the only radio for those, like, three floors. Mm-hmm. And he has it in his room. And what is playing but Oasis Wonderwall, and that was what Julian always played me. He could only play the first chord of the song, and he always just played me that on FaceTime. He always just played me that. And he always used, he always used to call me his water, Waterloo or his Wonderwall. Aww. And there's a song by the Libertines, and it's called You're My Waterloo. And he, he loves old British rock. Anyways, anytime I hear old British rock, I think of him. And just a year, or sorry, a month after I he passed away, I was in this patient's room, and this song Wonderwall comes on. And I'm, like, trying to, like, deal with this patient yeah. as professionally as I can without fucking breaking into tears. So I'm, like, just sort of trying to, like, keep myself in within myself and not burst out in shambles and it's just it's playing and I that was absolute confirmation for me that music is a absolute um translation between the veils mm-hmm. between like the realms I think that uh, music is a way um to communicate mm-hmm. and I think that uh any medium that they choose to communicate through I think that they can push this little incense burner by communicating I think that they can yeah. Uh, blow out this candle by communicating. Even the wick. Yeah, like his communication. It is absolutely. A lot of the Wiccans practice that with candles, like they use the flicker of the light mm-hmm. as a response. Yes. Um, like yeah. Um, and he, she made. You can also gift your spirit guides 
by literally making them like a cup of tea and setting it. Yeah, like an offering. Absolutely. Energy from it. Yeah. Suck the energy out of it. So she made peppermint tea and a regular tea, and she was like, "Which one do you want?" And set the tea in front of the candle, and the candle wick literally leaned towards the tea. Yeah. (laughs) Like solid too. Like didn't flicker, stopped flickering, and was like. Like completely to the one tea yeah, that she like slanted. offered, and then she was like, "Hey, do you want that one for sure?" And it went straight, and then went back to the one again. <laughs> this picture's on my wall, like not near my bed. Yeah, yeah. And it was on my bed, face down. And I was oh like, my God. "It's like I was like, it's okay, Cassie just moved this picture off the wall for our fucking <laughs> like, reason." So casual. It's alright. It's just Ken's. Yeah, it's not like, like yeah. 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 Which I feel really honored that like he chose me to like stick around you know what's really crazy and i told him this and he was offended when i told him obviously i would be offended too but now it like makes sense so we met in you know matt shell mm-hmm. we met in matt shell's basement i met kenzie while he was passed out and i remember thinking oh this guy's like i'm i'm attracted to this guy he's <laughs> fucking passed out like why would i be anyways oh, so man. fast forward um, Kenzie and I match on Tinder, like, a couple years ago. And I remember thinking, wow, this guy's still alive? Right? Like, ouch, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Matt Shell's parents end up being regulars at my work. I've become so involved with them. Like, I know their life. Like, they'll come in every Thursday. They came in every Thursday. Um, I'd serve them. They'd give me little like presents, like little teeny tiny little things. So sweet. Had no idea that they were Matt Shell's parents. Mm-hmm. Had no idea that they knew Kenzie. Kenzie passes away. I take some time off work. They're like, oh, where were you, Shana? And I was like, oh, sorry, guys. And I was comfortable telling them this because they're my regulars. My ex just passed away. Oh, it wasn't Kenzie, was it? I started bawling. I was like, oh you God. know him? <sighs> yeah, we knew we... We knew his parents. Like, he'd always hang out at my son's house. Who's your son? Son, Michelle. I met Kenzie in their house. That's insane. That's, like, meant to be. Kenzie, that that was orchestrated. That was absolutely orchestrated. 100%. Like, how... The odds of that happening, it's not... You know what I mean? Like... What are the odds of that? Like, what are the odds of that? It was unfortunately unexpected. Like, same with Jules. Like, they didn't plan their death, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of frustrating. And, like, it'll get me mad sometimes because I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah. Well, it's just because, like, like you said, like, he was doing so well. Just like Jules, he was doing so well. Yeah. Like, he was, he was, he had a job. Like, he was, yeah. And he had goals, you know. Yeah. And he was lighting up when he talked about things. Yeah. But we have to understand that, like, this life on earth isn't the end. And it isn't the most important. Mm -hmm. No. We come here to learn so that we can grow. Yes. It's a transition. They're now with us. Right. So what do we have to learn? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Why did we go through that? Why do we, why did we go through that at the same time, Summer? Fuck, (laughs) Shayna. Oh, man. And why did we, okay, when we hooked back up Christmas party a couple years ago, they were both alive. Dude. Yeah, now you're messing with my head. Fast forward. They both pass away. Here we are. Like, what did we have to learn? Why did why did yeah. that happen? Why did it we, makes you wonder, absolutely. Why did we say yes to going to, some, to Jackie's Christmas party and reconnecting? Because we had to. And then again on Jackie's birthday. We had to. Uh, that is nuts. You just put that into perspective for me. That's crazy. That's what makes me think that, like, soulmates are 100% real. because Like, he's helping is. me now? Yeah. 
and I'm doing this podcast. I'm studying mental health and addictions because of him. He tipped me the, over the edge of doing that. I've always yeah. wanted to, but I thought, okay, it's just like a little side gig where I'd go public speak about my psychosis. Now I'm doing a career and I want to like make waves in mental health and addictions. And I want to like help people on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. What I have, and like we only spent what, like three, four, five months together. I never believe that it's about time about their impact and how the relationship went. Yeah. Like, someone can, like you said about soulmates, like I believe that Kylie and you are like soulmates of mine, like friends. Like yeah. we have like, this friendship, this 100%. bond connection that like it's just You can't crazy. deny it. It's been almost 10 years. Yeah. It's someone, I think I, I saw something, I don't know how accurate it is, but it's if someone has been in your life um, consistently for the past, like for over 10 years and it's still like, they're Consistent. still in your life. Yeah. yeah. Then it's, it's almost definitely a soulmate connection. Yeah. Life goes on and like, it just really shows at the end of the day, like who's in your circle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like who you care to be in your circle, like who you reach out to, who you talk to the most, and like it goes to show. And even without the microphone, we always have these good conversations. And I mm-hmm. always leave your house feeling like re-energized and better. So, yeah, I was literally really, like, thinking about ripping that. our souls apart. I leave like oh, I feel good. Yes, like this is therapy. But normally, people be like, "Oh my god, I'm so exhausted. We just talked for like hours." I feel like way better than yes. Because like you know how I care. I used to care a lot about what people think of me, right? Yeah. You worked at Mac. You work at Mac. I walked by who was with I was with Kenzie, I think. And oh, I remember, yes, remember I waved at you. I met him. But that's Close out of my character. Like exactly. I would never go up to somebody she's and be like, in the hey, chair girl. Do her makeup too. She's never gotten someone to do her makeup yeah. like that. I that's that's do the that. universe talking yeah. right but there. But I was like, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> and like I would be so nervous about what someone would think of me if I just went up and talked to them now. Yeah. Like, but literally. with you, I was like, yes. You were standing by Orange Julius, and I remember. Oh, remember you were working at Orange okay. Julius, right? Okay, remember when Orange Julius was like at the front of the mall, and there was like that food court little. Yes, tables? absolutely. You yeah. must have been sitting there because I remember you walking by you and being like, "Hey, come here!" Yeah. Like, not doing that, but like smiling at you. Yeah, I remember. I yeah, I remember seeing you in the you. mall. Yeah, I barely knew you. Yeah. You and barely knew me. But that I was, was like, my first like. <laughs> you were like in my subconscious. You were in my right? head. Yes, I was like, "Oh, Shana Edson." Yeah, I saw her at the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you were in my head. Yes. And I never do that. I'm no. like, oh my god, don't look at me. Ah. No, I was the but same I was way. Like, I was hey, like, hi, Shayna. Yeah. I don't know you, but hi, I love you already. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my god, she went back. Thank <laughs> Social anxiety to rest. Like, like oh, it's crazy. Yes. Our friendship started weird. Like we was math class. It was like, oh my god, I thought you were so cool. What the fuck? I literally was like, you're so cool. So so stupid. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, our, it actually aligns to our solar plexus chakra, which is our yellow chakra, which is where all of our emotions stem from. And it's in our gut. So that's why people say, listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, hmm. 
it's yeah, yeah. It's so fascinating. It's the solar plexus yellow chakra in your gut. It's literally like your center. It's the center chakra. It all your bottom chakras and all your upper chakras. It's like the center point. When people say center oh, yourself, yeah. you are supposed to center yourself into your solar plexus chakra into your. Uh, it's like just above your belly button. It's literally where all your emotions stem from. So if we're to take care of our gut more, then we're actually taking care of that solar plexus chakra and. It's crazy, but the past year I've really focused on gut health and my mental health has also just like gone through a complete like uh, transformation, a positive transformation. And I think that if we are to pay attention to not just the mind, not just the soul, but also the body, then we're able to um, tend to literally all our needs as a human. The purpose to be here is to sort of get to the highest frequency that we can. And I think that food is a huge, huge step to that frequency. All of our food is, like, the reason people go vegan is because the food that is grown on the earth is uh, directly um, receiving sunlight UV energy, and that UV energy is actually transmuted through our bodies and gives us light energy, what people call light energy, because it's literally transferred through the light of the sun. Mm -hmm. And when you eat meat, you're literally, this is getting a little political, but literally when you're eating meat, you're literally eating death, if you think about it. Yeah. You're eating something that died. Mind you, plants have also died. However, they received direct sunlight, like you are receiving actual light um, from these foods. And I think that that plays into not only the physical, but the spiritual. And I think that while there is a lot of spiritual practices you can do to bring yourself to center yourself with your emotions back to that solar plexus chakra i think that there's a lot you can do for your gut health and a lot of diets that you can follow to uh, improve your gut health and in turn improve your emotional health like right now what's happening in history history is repeating itself it always does fashion history like bad history as well right like mm. everything repeats itself and it shows you're not learning from what you're doing you're not learning yeah yeah are not taking our information in and seeing okay what can we do differently here because we're literally going through the same thing think about it right now you're we've hit a pandemic mm. people are now investing in stocks this is exactly what happened before the great depression going through you know stock markets stock market blew up and then it crashed mm. and everybody lost their money and the great depression happened and like literally i see the same steps happening right now I go on TikTok and these 13, 15, 16 year olds are like investing in Tesla and Instagram and all this shit into stocks. Yeah. Whereas the world is literally crumpling down around them right now and people are focusing on these kind of things. And this is what we did way back when, when like our grandparents were growing up our age mm -hmm. and it was happening. You know what I mean? And then, you know, like people are like, oh, scrunchies are coming back. Like history repeats itself. They aren't focusing on what matters. Right. They're like, they're just watching it happen. and like, oh, yeah, that happens. It's always happens every 10 years. Like, you know what I mean? It's so normalized to repeat the same things and expect different outcomes. And it's insane to me because if we all listen to ourselves and what we truly need to do, like those things that are hard to do, the things that scare us, those are the things that are going to help us the most. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And like, Absolutely. that comes down to your in intuition and like your gut. And when you talk about like that gut feeling and like treating your body right and like it's a temple, like it deserves, you truly get the best outcome for yourself. This is nice though. This I've noticed that actually speaking about things that consume my mind is actually very therapeutic. Yeah. It's funny because we think that like, oh, it's in our mind. Like, don't speak it into existence. Like, don't talk about it. It's like, no, like 
the complete opposite. Talk about it. Confront it. Yes. Because you're scared of it because you're the reason yeah. you're, you're the reason you're not talking about it is because you're scared of it. Yeah. Do not be scared of it. Confront it. Embrace it. Yep. That is magical and that is powerful and that is important. I agree. What are your main experiences with Jules? Like, do you hear him? Do you feel him? Is it more signals through, like... The most crazy one. Okay, so while I will still continue to say it's music, it's entirely, almost entirely music. Um, mm-hmm. Because that was our love language, like I said, it, when we were dating. Like, that was how we would communicate, essentially. Like, we would just send each other music, listen to music, and, like, that's, like, our FaceTime call the night he passed away was literally, like, just us listening to music, like fucking confessing our loving to love to each other was beautiful and tragic at the same time uh anyways the experience that i am speaking of is one that happened probably mid-november uh so that was maybe maybe like eight months after he had passed and i'm at my mom's house mind you i had my own place but i was sort of chilling at my mom's when i was talking to jules on on facetime the night he passed away and i was in my brother's room when we were on our, on our FaceTime call and that was like hours before he had passed. And when I had this experience that I'm about to speak of, I was in my mom's room, which was like right across the hall from my brother's room where I was in on FaceTime with him when he passed. So that's the connection that I sort of make to it. I was in my mom's room and this was like November, eight months after he had passed. And I had just finished watching Rocky Horror Picture Show cause it was like near uh, or just past uh, Halloween had just passed. And I remember just turning off the TV. My mom has these LED lights and I had it on the green color or whatever, which is like, for those that don't know, it's the color of like the green heart chakra. And I had those on for like light therapy. Um, I don't know if any, anyone's familiar with light therapy, but no. like light therapy is like you um, sort of bathe in light in a color of light hmm. and it sort of like heals you whatever sort of spiritual ailment you want to heal. So let's say I want to like open my heart chakra, I will bathe in green light. So I'll put the LED lights on to sort of like heal my heart, if you will. So I was laying in my mom's room with the green LED lights on and she was like at her boyfriend's house. So I was just there by myself. And I remember turning off the movie, uh, keeping just the LED lights on. So it was just me in a dark room with these green LED lights. And I was just sitting there. And uh, all of a sudden, this guitar solo comes, like this acoustic guitar solo comes on the TV and the TV's turned off. And like, there's no, like, there's no sound, like, a, it's completely turned off. This acoustic guitar solo comes on and it sounds like how I had said before, how he used to play for me. Like he didn't know much guitar, but he knew like a couple chords. He knew how to play Wonderwall, like the first chord. And it sort of sounded like that, but it wasn't that, but it sounded like very like melancholy, very like acoustic guitar, like, like covers of like a nineties, like grunge song. Like it just, it reminded me so much of him. Cause that was like the music genre that we bonded over was like the nineties grunge. And like, he would sounded very reminiscent of Jules. That's all the way I could describe it. That's mm-hmm. that the way that sounded was very reminiscent of Jules. And it just like, it came from the TV and I just literally sat there cause I was in such shock. I couldn't believe what was happening. And it was like three, it was like two or three in the morning. And I just sat there and just listening to it, like, like absorbing it. Like it doesn't, I can't make this up. Like I don't, like it, it happened and it just came from this TV and I was just sitting there and I just absorbing it. And I just couldn't react until after it had stopped mm-hmm. and it lasted for maybe 30 seconds. And it was just like this melancholy, like guitar solo on the acoustic guitar. And I just sat there and I just like, let it happen and I just looked at the tv and like I was like like it was just still black and I was like 
Like, I just couldn't, really I couldn't how... accept it. I was like, what's going on? And I felt, like, I felt him. Like, I know it was him. Like, yeah. I felt his presence. And it, was, and it it was him, like, I don't, it was him. And I tried to tell my mom the next day. And I tried to tell my brother the next day. And, like, while I understood that they were listening to me, I don't think they, like, truly absorbed what actually happened mm-hmm. and how crazy it was. Like, he literally was there. And, um yeah that was that was nuts for me and that was a real confirmation um, because prior to that i had received more subtle signs from him and i had denied them because i wasn't sure of my myself and i wasn't sure if it was just my grief speaking to me and um that i think maybe that was sort of sent to me as an experience to really confirm that that was him because maybe he had picked up on me doubting him sort of trying to communicate with me Mm -hmm. prior to so I think that that was um, sort of him trying to, like, shake me, being like, this is me. Like, I'm here. Like, don't doubt yourself. Like, what you're feeling is real. Mm-hmm. And that was really big for me. So I am I would say that was probably the biggest experience for me, um, Jules-wise. And, like, here and there, like, he'll send me songs. Like, his picture will fall and whatnot, like you said. Like, his frame I have in my room will fall or his picture in my car on my rear view or my mm-hmm. glove compartment, whatever mm-hmm. mirror will fall. And it's like always on the song. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's like, the feeling I get. And like that's the thing. I was just like I hadn't thought of him at all for like a week prior to that, and then like that happened. So it was really crazy for me. So that is, I would say, the most monumental experience with him. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no it's good for other people because you never know who's gonna come across this and think, "Oh my God, I feel the same way. I don't feel as alone now." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for hearing that. Yeah. I've never had a really a physical experience, but I just feel sometimes just very connected, I guess that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I remember that night, it was before I went to Bali last year. We went out downtown, you and Thomas. We went over to Thomas's mom's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember this night. It was like right before I went to Bali. Yeah, Nikki was there too, yeah. And we went to public house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went into the bathroom and I lost it. This was obviously like only a month or two after Kenzie passed away. So I like lost my shit. I was crying. and I knew I had to go home. I think you and Thomas were like outside and I just walked past you guys. I was like, bye, I'm leaving. And I got in a cab and I went home and I grabbed one of his t-shirts out of my closet and I was holding it to my chest and I was um, at the edge of my bed and I was just like rocking back and forth and I was just like, very new that he had just passed away so I was in my field so I was like letting myself cry because for the first couple of weeks anyways after he passed away I didn't let myself drink or do anything but feel my emotions raw mm. I knew it's what I had to do to good for it. you and it was really hard but like I knew I had to do that and like I was very alone like my roommates like were not I don't think they had the cap- the capacity, and I never asked them to, and I would never ask them to, but they didn't just didn't have the capacity to, like, help me with my issues, mm. so I was very alone. Months later, Kenzie's mom spoke to the medium that I spoke to the first time, was, yeah. like, in August last year, and she was like, I'm seeing someone at the edge of their bed holding a purple shirt, and Kenzie's mom was like, well, maybe it's me, I do that all the time, but I knew that it was me, because... Mm. It really hit me that night that he was gone and I was really hurting. And I was just at the end of my bed, just like holding his shirt. And then I was like, he's watching. Like he watches us. Mm. And I think his purpose 
right now anyways is to help people here yes and honestly like you the way that you approach things like you care deeply and that's one of the things i love about you like you are like the one person from literally is consistent with the people in your life like it's one to care about someone and then there's one to literally consistently be in their life like check in on them and like ask them questions on like you know and i don't i don't you inspire me to be like a good friend like you inspire me to be more involved in people's lives and like be more thoughtful when like someone's talking to me mm-hmm. and like mind mindless selfless when I am like approaching my friends or you know because like I used to be the girl that was like me 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 mm-hmm. and then I spent two hours with someone and I wouldn't even be able to tell you what the fuck they've been doing with their life mm-hmm. lately you know what I mean because I'm yeah. so caught up on me yeah and you're so opposite to that have you ever you know have you ever, like seen people or heard people talk about like downloads Yes, absolutely. Or downloads? Downloads. Downloads. Like, what do you... Like, like spiritual downloads? No. Like, or maybe like downloads. No, I've never heard... I've only heard download as in, like, technical term, like, download. Yeah. I obviously have, like, my main personality, my main... You know, when I talk to people, mm-hmm. I'm this way. Mm-hmm. But I don't base my communication with someone on who I am. I base it off... Who they are. Who they are. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's like that bit that when you're like, this should be the intro of my podcast. This is so true. When she was like, I'm a reflection of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I spend yes. every waking minute of my time figuring out who you are and what you need yeah. to be a reflection of, you know, like, yeah. it's so true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I used to not know everyone that. can do that. And I think maybe me being that way back then, wanting to please everyone and, you know, you're a certain way, so I'm going to act like you so you like me because mm-hmm. you think that we're similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I can feel what you're feeling, so I know what you need, mm-hmm. or at least I think I know. And it doesn't come from a, mali- from a malicious, weird place. No. It's, I'm going to try and help you, so I think this is what you need. And yeah. if you don't, then tell me. Mm-hmm. But, like, my one friend, and this is kind of hard because I've been friends with her since my first, second year of college, 2017, I met her. And I knew the type of person she was. This friend in particular is the type of person that like we're talking about and to this day she's gonna be like 24 years old this year she's a bit nearer than me mm-hmm. she will be who you are to fit in yeah mm-hmm. so you like That's her how Christina was. so when she's it's fine <laughs> i really gotta remember about the mic <laughs> i really don't think she's gonna listen <clears throat> so when she was with me she was very nice because <laughs> i was very nice to her i worked with this person so when she was with my boss apparently they would like laugh about me mm. i found Some that out like that. from another person now i'd had her back for years it's always the people that you have that yeah you've done the most for almost and you're like yeah that's why it like fucking kills it's, you that's why i have such hard trust issues it does man. like and like it's not a big deal if you look at it, the grand scheme of things like so what she was laughing about you with your family but it whatever really does when it comes down, it matters. but like yeah. i've helped you with shit mm-hmm. and if you're gonna laugh at something that like was actually intense for me. You feel like you aren't even yeah. uh, considered as like a person, like a human being. Like, yeah, they think you as a joke. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. that being said, whatever. I haven't talked to her about it because she hasn't reached out to me. I realize every time that mm-hmm. we've interacted, it's been me going, hey, how's your life? How's mm-hmm. your new dog? How's your new boyfriend? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? And then when I, I've never heard from her. And that's unfortunately with a lot of my relationships. Not you two. I'm very 
lucky and grateful that we keep in touch and we've been keeping in touch. Mm-hmm. We don't hang out a lot because of the pandemic and because I'm with my grandparents a lot. And whatever. Oh, like we talk every day. We talk yeah. every day. We yeah. have a group chat, whatever. Remember that guy that like came up to your door and was like, mm-hmm. Oh yes. She I just said my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She mentioned how you were like not reaching for validation, but being like, no, like I told him no. Yeah. No, but that's what I meant. Like I, I knew that I was doing what I was wanting to do and I was fine with that and I was comfortable with that and that's what I wanted to do and I wasn't questioning that but not gonna lie yeah there was a little part of me that was like okay like am I being crazy and you know what there's no shame in that and that is so okay to sit there and take a step back that is so human that is so fucking human right or wrong I was saying guys aren't gonna understand that whole story that I told about you last episode they're not gonna understand it because, like, I'm They're sure that the guy, guy was like, you know, he like, oh, mm-hmm. he was trying to be nice. He was trying yeah, to say yeah. he wait for you and whatever. Yeah. They're not going to understand, like, your perspective, like, how you felt in the moment. Yeah. They can't. Your, your private, your home was. And it's really hard for a guy to put himself, literally put himself in a woman's shoes. Yeah. yeah. Really, really hard. Like, yeah, you know how really everybody hard. was, oh, man, I've seen so many videos about this mask. The masks alone. Mm-hmm. So many men that have more of a feminine, like, hairstyle, maybe, or the way they dress or the way they walk, like whatever it is, they'll have a mask on covering their face and they will get like stared uh, at, followed, uh, uh, teased, like cat called by men. And they'll be like, they'll rip their mask off and be like, excuse me, mm. you know? And like the guys will be like, my God, cause it's like a guy they're hitting on. <laughs> and they're like, they've literally been like, I am so sorry. Yeah. You know? And also yeah. think about it. Like men can go for a walk without even thinking about, their safety mm. at all you know yeah. like i literally have to act like i am on the phone with someone i have to act like a crazy person to safely go from my house to the store at night yep because i i'm describing like the street that i'm going on to i'm like yeah i'm fine i'm like not even five minutes away like i'll literally be there in like two seconds like acting like i'm about to do, literally roll up to someone's house and mm-hmm. they're expecting me like they're yeah. waiting for me you know yep. like guys don't do that guys probably haven't even thought about doing that nope. before absolutely yeah. absolutely you know, like like mm-hmm. one false move from us as women's letting our guard down, we're sex trafficked. Oh not gonna my be God, seen yeah. for yep. years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really maniacal. Like just really disgusting how people can actually look at a human being and think, okay, because of their gender, they are more like they're weak. Mm. Yeah. They're susceptible to my attacks. Yeah, you know, yeah. and if you watch movies, like there's a the sinner right now. The sinner on Netflix. I don't know if anybody's watching this, but this is crazy it really touches base on mental health and uh, the trauma and how that impacts somebody's brain and the way they think the first season is literally about jessica beale stars in it she brutally murders somebody because of trauma that she goes through mm-hmm. and they have to break down why she did this because she's not a killer she doesn't have a record she's a mom everything the whole spectrum like it touches base about sexual abuse and how like how that could impact you and like from my own experience of sexual assault like i can tell you firsthand it does really impact you for the rest of your life you know and like it's yeah. it's so it's amazing that these shows are showing you things that shouldn't be shown almost like you see them and you're like i really didn't need to see that but also you're like no no you should you should see this because that's the thing yeah. that happen in the real world you know what i mean yeah. like it shouldn't be sugar-coated and a lot in this show men go after women and like trap them and like rape them and do these things to them because they immediately look at them and they're like a target like a woman is a target you know and how mean? do you fully come back awful. from that exactly as a, a woman but yeah. how, how do you as a man yeah. look at another human being and be like we're gonna have fun with this person oh. yeah gonna... because i can so i will yes it's disgusting it's like like who how gave you, you that power that? like how dare you you know 
as a grown adult, me being so empowered and I love myself and who I am, Mm -hmm. just to know from me walking from here to my car right now, someone could grab me and go rape me in the corner, punch me in the face, Mm -hmm. take my dog. Mm. that could happen it's a reality that's why people are scarier than absolutely anything in this world like you can't scare me with ghosts you can't scare me with anything people people Mm. their human mind they can switch free will that's it that's free will just switch like yeah it's terrifying you can either take these things this way or this way you know take this love that i have for other people and other things and do it or is it what's the fucking point Mm mm-hmm it separates you. Do I act mm-hmm. on it or do I just leave it? Every fucking Do I give up? Do I shut my shoulders and say, well, there's a thousand shitty people for my niceness. Do I just fuck it it's up? It's like choosing battles, right? Like choosing your battle. Or do I take this and ignore those awful people mm-hmm. and just keep going? Yeah. When you have something good going for you, you're so positive. You always hear about like people saying this. Oh, shit's going so good. Something's going to go wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's because the world, like you were saying, like literally needs to give you balance like if you are like on a fucking roll and you're like yeah like nothing can stop me now the world's gonna be like yeah bet and throw something in your corner but the thing is the world will never hand you things that you can't handle yeah like literally you're always going to be able to handle it because it's whether you choose to or not exactly and like how you do it like Mm -hmm. how you do it is so important like taking it seriously is like the best thing you could do you know not to bring it up but you were like i don't know like i don't want people to like put their opinions down and like judge me you know like with this podcast and i was like there's gonna be someone that's gonna judge you no matter what you say like, yeah there's always gonna be haters. like they will always. all you can't please everybody no and i don't want to at this point i used no. to want to oh i used to always wanting to be accepted by everyone else but this one quote really got me it was and i think you've seen i posted on my instagram like maybe not because we don't have instagram but it was the one that said, stop trying to please everybody. You don't even like everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's so true. Why yeah. do I want to, like, why do I want everybody's acceptance <laughs> yeah. when I don't even like everybody? Like, there are people yeah. out there that I'm like, nope, for no reason. Yeah. Either. You yeah. know, it's not that, like, I'm, like, mean to them. It's just, like, I choose that I don't. Their opinion just doesn't really matter. No. Sorry, no. it doesn't. That ties in also into the, again, the chakras. If your heart chakra is unaligned with your other chakras, then you're, uh, one of the symptoms or signs is that you are constantly people-pleasing mm. because your heart chakra is closed. Mm. It's not open to uh, to receiving. It's not open because you're constantly giving, but you're not open to receiving it. You're constantly giving. You're constantly trying to please other people, but you're not open to receiving what's supposed to be there. Mm. You know what I saw? Like this thing, um, one person was talking about, she's an empath, and she was like, I'm tired of healing and fixing all my partners like i have all these partners that come in my life mm. and i need all this healing and fixing right mm. i feel like we all can relate mm. here like so much mm. and, like it's so true like yeah you can't sit there and be you know what they need for everything and yeah. it's tiring like you can sit there and tell them everything but if the trauma isn't dealt with or they're they're not their self-love isn't there mm-hmm. you know self-love is so important yeah the relationships and friendships and everything like your confidence like oh it's insane and it's i think at that point yeah. if you let them go if you aren't able to give them if you're an empath and you just can't or if even if you're not you've done all you can and nothing's and you let them go yeah someone else will continue on exactly yeah. the <laughs> only way someone can truly heal is to heal themselves yeah and you like can only get so much insight from external people like external sources yeah you, you have need to, to want it 
This is the only that. way you can do anything is from a self perspective, from a self guided starting yeah. point. Yeah. And like something that I realized a lot in my past relationships was I was doubting them always. Like I was making them feel like the love that they were projecting to me was not good enough. And I, mm-hmm. I literally like breaks my heart thinking about it to this day, but it all came down to me not believing that someone could love me that much because I didn't love myself. Yeah. You and felt you didn't deserve that. No, like I was yeah. like, no, 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 that's mm-hmm. fake because I don't deserve that. And like, I don't mm-hmm. even love myself like that. Why are you loving me like that? Preach I'm it, girl. cheating on me. Like you're mm-hmm. telling me what I want to hear. Like all this shit. But I always just thought it was like, affection that whatever the standard is of relationships that people think it is complaining about the jealousy issue in the relationship oh she doesn't trust me oh he doesn't trust me blah 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 blah. like i do everything i show them i i never cheated on them i've never done this and they still think that i'm doing this it's not about you it's about them they need to love themselves enough to accept the love that they Mm. receive yeah Mm. you know what i mean and it's just like it's so hard because you want to like like tell them that and you can't tell someone to love themselves if you're completely happy and you love yourself fully for who you are, you're okay with that. That's your truth. There That's your truth, man. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so you're not fretting over them breaking up with you. Oh, Pano Pano is an ancient practice of forgiveness used for self-love to send universal love to others and to the self. It's a mantra that translate in Hawaiian to I love you, I forgive you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I say to myself every single day, every single morning in the mirror. It's I can say um, from personal experience that that actually, while it may not seem like much, the subconscious mind is a very powerful thing. And if you are to put any actual effort or thought or uh, anything into the subconscious mind, that's for the betterment of yourself, then it will actually improve yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. We're not, we're so caught up in the external world mm-hmm. that we so seldom give attention to our inner selves. Mm-hmm. And our inner self is, is where everything flourishes. The mind is mental. That's one of the golden rules. That's one of the seven hermetic principles. And even plus some, because they still can't explain where the subconscious mind comes from. Exactly. Right? So it's like, it's like ourselves plus higher selves. It's, are, like, we can't even we, explain it in words. And, but we need to listen to Yes. Mantras and affirmations is a really simple place to start um, because it's as simple as literally just speaking mm-hmm. and to yourself. It's speaking to your literally talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's to note this. It's just really funny that talking to yourself is demonized again in society as something that's seen as like. Only schizophrenics do well, that. It's actually healthier to have your own monologue. To, to I talk. Think, Absolutely. I've been doing that since a child. Same. Grab this and I'll go, thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, and I'll speak I, to my water. I'll be like, I'll thank you. Myself. I love you. I'll literally like, trip over something alone. I'm like, oh my God, that hurt. Yeah. Like, there's no one there. Just, like, if a tree falls in a forest where no one's around, you're going to hear it. Mm, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mm, Yeah. yeah. The, it doesn't matter. Like, let it do fall. It. Like, it's going to fall either way. Like, do it because it's good. Not because other people will think you're great for doing it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't walk away from that person not knowing no. that you did something to help them. Exactly. And it's exactly. my intuition. It's my yeah. intuition again. Yeah. yeah. I look at you and I know what I need. What needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it because I'm getting this pull to do it. It's my intuition. It's not, oh, this would look really good if I did mm-hmm. that. It's like, if I don't do that for you, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because my higher self is going, what the fuck? And for me, it's like, I also, <laughs> so I like treat the world how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I believe that Golden what, goes, rule. what goes around comes around. Like, yeah. You know? I, I also, good karma, bad I believe karma. in that, but Absolutely. I also believe in, like, 
if they don't treat you right, they don't deserve your energy yes. as well. Mm-hmm. That is something that I'm treat trying to teach you myself. The way you want to be treated too. Yeah, like that's treat yourself the that's way you want it. to be treated. You have to reverse it. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and like for me, it's oh, it's so hard. Because yeah. like I'll sit there and like I will treat someone how I want to be treated, right? They won't do the same thing back. Mm. And it blows my fucking mind. Because mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm treating you exactly how I want to be treated. Like I don't have that mindset. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. How are you capable of it? Yes. And I, while I want to, I, I see that and I do that. And I've come to realize when we're in that mindset of like, wait, I'm doing this and it's not being reciprocated. That's why it's not being reciprocated because you're expecting it. And you're like, yes. wait, this is, I'm doing this because you're expecting an outcome. You're doing it with that. That's the hidden intention. And it's yeah. because it's so deeply hidden in your subconscious, mm-hmm. but you're literally anything that's brought to your attention is literally reality that's how like like deep it goes like you want something to happen you're thinking about it it's not going to happen because you're thinking about it and that it's not happening yeah it's not going to happen and that's what what you're seeking is seeking you you. think of it like yeah say like if you look for like literally if you look for love if you're looking if you're out with this let's say i go to the mall and i put on a little extra lipstick and then (laughs) i wonder why i'm putting on that extra lipstick and then i think about it it's like Maybe there's a cute guy out there who'll be my soulmate. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not going to happen. No. Because you know that you're doing it and it's not, like, you have that predestined, it's not going to happen. No. And it's like. And if you need to learn that lesson, a douchebag's going to come up to you. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. I'm so happy we get it. Like, He's this is. Yeah. But it's so but hard to day grasp you go it. Out looking like trash, some <sighs> guy's going to go, oh, fuck's it, baby. <laughs> it is He's literally the time. Sorry, like baby. That. Like, it's insane. Yes. And it's so hard when we're in the moment to realize it. And like, and you that's won't. why. You won't. That's why when we see the douchebag, he's not a douchebag at the time. No. He's Prince Charming at the time. Yeah. Well, there we have it. My first episode having guests on the podcast. It was so fun. It was so much easier and more fluent just to be able to talk to other people instead of just myself. I really hope you enjoyed it. I know it's kind of out of the box, which I love. Thank you, Summer and Jackie, for being on this week. I would love to have you on again. And I hope to have other guests on the podcast in the future. With COVID, I want to be very careful. So I'm, you know, taking breaks in between and not visiting a bunch of people at once. And as always, I hope to have you back next week. And thank you so much again for listening. Until then. Treat yourself with the love and respect that you deserve. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye.